This is the Dr. Feelings Show. Welcome to yet another episode of the Dr. Feelings Show. And today, I'm so pleased to be sitting here with Dr. Sulaf Mansour, who's an IBCLC and has a PhD in food science. Welcome. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure for me to be here. Tell us a little bit about what IBCLC is and food science as well. I mean, I'd love to kickstart the conversation, getting to know uh, a little bit more about what you do. Um, as myself, I didn't really know about IBCLC until I actually read about what you do. IBCLC stands for International, International Board Certified Lactation Consultant. So it's about helping mothers to breastfeed and succeed in their breastfeeding journey. Okay. Okay. And we are like helping mother for any issue they have, like engorgement, mastitis, uh, slow weight gain of a baby, oversupply, so many things they go through it, through, uh, you know, breastfeeding and we are here to help them. Awesome. And what about food science? What got you into a PhD in food science? So I was really passionate about biology and food and nutrition. So I decided to do my master's degree in, in food science and continue as a PhD. I did it in France and it was all about food nutrition, food quality, the process, how to make, you know, uh, how to make fermented food because I really focused on uh, all the fermented food because I'm like specialized in microbiology. Okay. It's all about bacteria and yeast that we find in fermented food. And I was in love with microbiology and I did my PhD in dairy and yogurt. Wow, <laughs> okay? okay. So it was all about understanding how the bacteria and yeast communicate together to give us a better texture of a cheese or better flavor of a yogurt. So I really learned a lot about, uh, you know, bacteria in, in foods. How do these come into play, like being an IBCLC oh. and food science? Do they, okay. I mean, do you use your training for both, basically? Exactly. I use a lot of what I learned in terms of nutrition okay. in my practice, you know, as an IBCLC now, because nutrition is a must. Okay, so I use a lot of my, my knowledge in nutrition and apply it on my daily work now with moms. Okay. And microbiology part is also very important because moms, you know, they go through C-section sometime and the baby didn't get, for example, the, all the bacteria from the vagina of the moms, you know. So I really focus on the microbiology and really work on boosting the immunity of the mother, giving her probiotics, for example. So using all my microbiology background and understanding to boost mother immunity. Okay. Okay. And it's the same with breastfeeding. Okay. So mainly, Dr. Sulaf, you work with mothers and uh, you give consultations and you offer support with breastfeeding issues and food, etc. Awesome. So when I was going through actually the content on your social media page, which is really interesting, by the way, I was really drawn to a lot of the content that you write about. Uh, there was one sentence that really struck and stayed. Uh, you were mentioning that food is medicine and it's not the typical thing that you actually that you actually see. So I was pleasantly surprised. And at the same time, I'd love to hear more about why, um, why you said that, why you're an advocate for food yeah. as medicine, basically. <laughs> for me, really, food is medicine. We are what we eat, okay? I do believe that everything that enters in our body will affect our body in a certain way. It can be a positive or a negative way. And again, coming back to this microbiology, when we eat healthy food, we are attracting good bacteria to our body, okay? And those good bacteria will impact how our genes will be ex expressed or repressed you know, and avoid having any autoimmune disease while eating good, like good food that will attract good bacteria to our body. 
So you have to, yeah, I'm sure you know and you heard about it because you read a lot, that we have much more messages going from our gut to our brain than our brain to our gut. Gut, for those who doesn't know, it's all about the intestine and the stomach, you know, all those microbiome, the yeast and bacteria that we have in our stomach. So attracting good bacteria, good yeast that will help our body to be like healthy, it's really important for our physical health and mental health. What kind of food are healthy, you know, because we are also going a lot into, you know, brown, brown bread, thinking that it's something healthy right. or, you know, low fat food that we think it's healthy, which is not the right. case at all. There it is isn't. lots of fake marketing, you know. Really? And I mean, I would be drawn to like brown bread over white bread. Exactly, so yeah. this is completely new to me. Yeah. Why is so, that? Why is that? In fact, when you know, when you read the ingredients, for example, uh, when you go to big markets, you know, to buy your bread, when you read the ingredients, you, you can see how processed it is. It's something incredible. Most of it is processed. Some brown bread, even they add some coloring food inside. Oh Imagine, you know, just to just to like it's like a fake marketing to attract more more customer. I'm more into, for example, instead of brown bread, eating sourdough bread something fermented 24 to 48 hours at least like we were our ancestor used to eat the grains like that fermenting the food before eating them this is the best way to get all the nutrients out of our food that we need this is the best way also to have the fibers uh, vitamins minerals that our body needs same for low fat food we know lots of marketing were done like it's not good to eat fatty food it's not healthy etc but fat is really important for our cells for our nerve cells our brain so eating healthy food really help, you know, like our body to be stronger, to be healthier. But not all the, the fats are healthy, you know. Unfortunately, we have so many unhealthy fats now in the market, uh, like coconut oil, olive oil, grass-fed meat, grass-fed chicken. Are those all healthy, you know, fats, nuts that we soaked the day before? Okay. So many healthy food that a mom can eat, you know. And studies show that something incredible that the fat that we eat will affect the composition of the fat in breast milk. Okay. So even eating a healthy diet will affect the milk composition. Okay. Do you know, Dr. Sulaf, today in a pandemic era and with everything we've been going through health-wise, it's triggered a lot of stress related to our health. A lot of people are anxious about their physical health. And I feel like the choices we make related to food have a big impact on that. What would you give, like, if you were to give a couple of tips for mothers, uh, whether they are pregnant or um, already delivered, what are some choices, like big tips that you can give us to so as to what we can uh, look out for or what should we include in our diet for including uh, breastfeeding mothers, let's say, yeah, okay. or mothers who are not breastfeeding. For all moms. All moms, all moms basically. Yeah. At the end, we live in one body. We need right. to respect it. I will, if, for example, I always give the example of for my moms and my patient. If I want to grow some beautiful tomatoes in my garden, I will choose the best soil and the, the cleanest water ever, you know? So it's the same for our body. We just live in one body. So what kind of food, like healthy fats, as I said before, nuts, uh, like healthy oil, stay please away or all those sunflower oil, canola oil, all those fake corn oil, you know? Okay. Uh, most of them GMOs, so really have to stay far away from them. Um, eating um, probiotics food, like you know, all those pickles that are really rich in probiotics, and even prebiotics that will attract good bacteria to your body. So this is very, very important. Uh, eating like lots of you know green, like like uh, greens food, you know, like vegetables and uh, flavonoid rich food. 
you know, lots of color food, uh, like colorful um, fruits and vegetables. This is really important. Uh, when you want to eat grains, it's healthy, but try to sprout them before, like lentil. To sprout them will help removing something called the phytic acid, that is an anti-nutrient, that it's absorbing too much minerals and, and vitamins from your body to be able to digest these grains. So more, more, you, like, uh, more you, you, you sprout them or you ferment them, better your body will be able to digest it. Uh, and yes, eating proteins is important. If you are a vegetarian, please seek help and support to make sure that you have enough you know, amount of protein for your body. We can have them from chickpea, from lentil, from so many different food. And if you eat like meat, eat organic grass-fed meat, uh, organic hormone-free, antibiotics-free chicken, okay. you know, it's really important. If you want to go for fish, eat small fishes, stay away of farmed fish, okay. you know, because also, like the big fishes are really rich in heavy metals. You have to stay away of those heavy, heavy metals also. And take the vitamin D. Vitamin D is the basic of our immunity. We need to go out in the sun and really take a lot of vitamin D. I do believe that the vitamin D is the basic of immunity. Wonderful, so, so many tips yeah. there. Awesome, I wanna move on to what you do as an IBCLC, but also Throughout your page, mm -hmm. you basically talk a lot about offering support for moms. Yeah. Support in all forms. Mm -hmm. How do you do that? How do you offer this kind of support okay. for moms? Okay, so what I do basically, I do offer support in pre and postnatal. Okay? okay. So I, it's like, you know, when you have, we have nine months to be prepared for the baby. Right. right okay. Yeah. So it's like when you prepare the bed for your baby, the room, the clothes, the items, everything you want for your baby, you need to be prepared and educate for birth, breastfeeding, and even your motherhood journey. As you know, it's not that natural. We all think that it will come natural, but it's not that natural. So I'm here in prenatal to educate mom, to make them feel confident for the big day. So they, I, I, we really discuss about everything they should know for a successful uh, breastfeeding experience. Because we don't live in a tribe and a village anymore. So I never saw my cousin, my aunties, my friends breastfeeding around or giving birth naturally. Right. You see, you got it. So it's all about empowering women, uh, giving them all the knowledge to be confident for the big day. And what is amazing is I, I like when husbands are involved in, also in this journey because at the end they are too, you know, with the, and especially now with the corona, I see lots of couples, they are alone. They don't have the support. So when the husband is really involved, it's very important for the... For especially in a community like the UAE where you have so many expats. So a lot of people who are here are far from their family members and close friends and need that extra support. Thankfully, we live in a city that and in a country that has a lot of these support groups, 100%, which is really amazing. 100%, 100%. And then in postnatal, I really help um, moms that like to succeed in breastfeeding because breastfeeding is not that natural. You know, milk come naturally, but the way you position your baby, you make him latch, can be really tricky for lots of moms. So. I'm here to, you know, to teach them, to help them really to succeed in how to position the baby, what to expect in terms of feeding patterns, right. uh, sleeping patterns, if she's struggling with like low milk supply or oversupply or the baby's not gaining enough weight, even if she decides to win. She says, so love, I'm done with breastfeeding, I'm also here to help her. I'm, I'm here to help moms, for example, if she wants to come back to work and wants to right. start mixed feeding or even pumping at work, you know, so many different topics, including introducing solids for your baby after six months. So there is so, so many topics. I'm a firm believer that fed is best um, because I know that a lot of moms that have spoken to me um, on Instagram, on social media uh, or 
when I'm out and about, friends and uh, all moms basically, often associate feeding, not breastfeeding, feeding with a lot of stress. There's a lot of stress associated to how much a baby eats, especially for first time moms. To me, the way I see it is the more you are anxious, the more it impacts everything. So mental health has a huge impact on breastfeeding and feeding overall. So I often tell moms, you know, if you want to do combined feeding or whatever it is you want to do when we're talking, you know, casual conversations, I say it is about feeding the baby at the end of the day. Right. And the more stressed you are, the more it actually impacts um, this whole experience. So how do you do you agree that mental health can have a big impact? Mental on health is crucial. Mental health is very, very important. Maybe we can agree to disagree that for me, fed is not best. It's up to you. <laughs> but, you know, it's not about, you know, I, I, I'm with happy, I'm, I want to happy moms. If of a happy course. mom is giving a bottle and she's happy with that, I'm here to support her. But why I'm telling you I don't agree 100% with fed is bad, I'm into a mother needs to be educated and they take the right decision. Because we are going, like we are jumping even on breastfeeding or even formula saying that it's quite the same. It's not the same. Okay, and then when you have the education and you know what you really want, I know this is what I want, and I'm happy with that, I'm here even to support you. When we put fed is best for me, it's like we are, it's okay not to be educated about feeding. Okay, I, education is a must. Then, then you decide I want this or I don't want that, or this is the best decision for me and my husband and my family and for my baby. As long as you are happy, guys, I'm happy for you. Exactly. So what matters, as you were saying, is the mental health mental and health, the, mental the comfort, health, the comfort of the mom. Hundred. Mental health is super important. Why is it you think that there's so much stress associated with feeding a baby? I mean, I it's one of the you, biggest stressors that parents uh, face. I will tell you the truth. I do believe that we don't have support. We expect from the nurse at the hospital or our gynecologist to have knowledge when it comes to breastfeeding, but they never, depending on where you come, I have lots of friends, you know, they told me, so we never have one hour of breastfeeding in 12 years university. Okay, unfortunately, even pediatrician, some of them will tell you, yes, we know a bit because they are curious and they read about it, which is amazing. Some of them, they don't know anything and they will start giving advices. And so moms are really struggling alone and suffering and putting lots of pressure. You know, some moms also have pressure from their family to breastfeed either or to give formula. They have formula from both, sorry, pressure from both sides. So, so the aim is to have, of course, happy moms. And I do believe that support is a must. Education is a must. You're right, because there are so many misconceptions out there. And to be honest, I don't think we know where to get the information from. So I'm thinking of particularly my first pregnancy. My twins are four years and a half. And at the time, so with my second pregnancy, third child, I was way more informed. And I knew exactly what I needed to get, what I needed to buy uh, beforehand. Uh, with the twins, I didn't know where to get the information from. And so I was very confused. So as to what am I supposed to do? And I think that I played it by ear, which eventually led to a very bad experience. Uh, when I was at the hospital and I had like a lactation consultant that came and you know it was very like you need to do this and there was a lot of pressure and she was almost like yelling at me which led to such a negative experience for me and you know with twins it's like even more challenging because you have two really hungry babies so ultimately you are right it's all about the education that we receive and the support the level of support 100% and empathy we need empathy we need to listen to our moms 
You know, if I became what I am today, it's because I went through lots of struggle. You know, ten years ago, as I was telling you before, I never, I didn't know that my my work exists. You know, as a lactate right. to be a lactation consultant because I struggled a lot with my son in France. It was in Paris, and I thought I, I'm a doctor in nutrition and food science. I would know what I'm doing, but it was not the case at all. It was all new to me. Let's talk a little bit more about that, about your struggles and how, what led you to where you are today. I went through lots of struggles. So from pregnancy, you know, I, I, I gained 30 kilos. It was fine for me, but I never expected like to be 30 kilo more. Then the birth was just horrible. You know, I, I wanted, I didn't want any epidural, but I was not like mentally prepared. And then I ended up, you know, with a very long labor. And then the third like trauma in my life was the breastfeeding. I saw that one trauma after the other. Yeah. I thought being a doctor in food science, things will get easy, you know, I know about nutrition, etc. But nothing was easy. And as I said before, breastfeeding is not that natural. Okay, we need the support and I didn't get any support. I get I got only people, you know, threatening me that you need to give formula or telling me that it's okay to be in pain. It's okay if you are bleeding, etc. So then I really, after one year of struggle, I really decided to quit my job because when I came back also to work, my son was six months and I was still breastfeeding him, but I was like, like it was full of challenge, you know, going back to work. I didn't know anything. It was all about discovering, trying to read, but I didn't know that my job existed 10 years ago. Then I said, Khalas, it's my time now to help moms, you know. How did you figure it out? By, by that experience, I started basically? To, uh, exactly, and I started to Google and search, and I found a lactation consultant like far away uh, from my place in France, where I used to live, and I, I went to meet her. And she was the first person acknowledging all my emotions and feelings and challenges. She said, it's normal. It's like, you have to praise yourself. You went through a lot, and what you did to your baby, you followed your instinct, and what you did was right. I was like, wow, she's the first one. Mm -hmm. And then I decided to dig more about, you know, the subject and really felt in love with the, with, the, with the job. And I decided I want to become a lactation consultant. I want to empower women. I want to be next woman. We are not supposed to suffer, you know. I admire how you took a personal struggle and turned into something that basically you will help all other women who are struggling with the same thing. I mean, I, I love that a personal struggle turned into your professional development. It's, uh, it's empowering yeah, and it's, thank you. Uh, it's nice. It's nice I, I do believe that, you know, if I went through all those struggles today is to grow as a person and to change because Sulaf 10 years ago is not Sulaf today. So I had maybe to go through all the trauma and challenges to grow. You know? How was the experience with your second child? Were you already, oh, you had yeah. the knowledge then? It's completely different. Different, completely different. I was really, I knew what I wanted for my baby, for myself. Even at the hospital, I went there like I had the birth I wanted, you know, because I was mentally prepared. I was educated. And same with breastfeeding. And even, you know, being like a lactation consultant, I said I went to seek help from my colleagues, lactation consultant, imagine, because I had few struggles with my daughter. And even as a professional, as a lactation consultant, I went to seek help and support from other colleagues, you know? Yeah, because at the end, you know, we need we need support. Of course. We need support. Regardless of our profession, I mean exactly. uh, that's a misconception people often say when I tell people that I myself experience anxiety mm -hmm. sometimes, but you are a psychologist, so what? I of mean, course. doctors get sick, psychologists experience anxiety, 100%. lactation consultants experience difficulties with breastfeeding. 100%. I mean, it's uh, it's completely, it's 100%. normal. Yeah, but uh, you know, I, I learned with Sophia that, you know, knowledge is power. 
knowledge is power. When you, want, when you know what you want and what is the best for you and your family, you will be stronger, you know, and really not fight, but really know what you want and avoid any, like, because we live in a medicalized care. Sometimes at the hospital, we are numbers, you know, sorry to say Absolutely. that, but okay, the baby gain enough weight, check. check, you know, mom, mom's is okay, not bleeding, check, you know, they have their, they, 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 they check what they, you know, before, the, before uh, telling you that you can go back home, they have a checklist, you know, they will don't ask me if I'm okay mentally, right. <laughs> if I'm able to breastfeed uh, properly, if I'm not in pain, if I'm not bleeding. Unfortunately, so many moms go out from the hospital already bleeding from their nipples, mm -hmm. you know, and for them, they just tell them it's fine, it's okay, it's part of the breastfeeding journey, which is not true. Exactly. So exactly, so knowledge is power. Or some moms, you know, where everything is going like most, like quite well, and you know she's not sleeping through the night, doing all the skin to skin when bounding with her baby. Instead of coming and empowering her, they will tell her, oh, but your baby uh, didn't poo enough or didn't pee enough or like, give formula. They will jump straight on formula, formula. Instead of like, express your milk, express your milk, let us, we will help you to express it, to, to make sure that your baby will get your milk. If she wants, of course, it's about supporting moms. Even if a mom decides to go for formula because she wants it, okay, fine. I know as long as she knows what she wants, you know, and she's educated enough. Moms need support. And I do believe that education is a must. I agree. I mean, I, I agree with the fact that moms need support and I think this is exactly why um, we're here today to offer this kind of content that moms can relate to and um, so that they can basically feel like they are supported in, in every way, even through the power of social media, of course. Tell us, Dr. Sulaf, what do you, how do you manage uh, your work and your family life? Whoa. And how do you carve, in, carve out some time for self-care as well? Mm -hmm. Oh, so uh, to be honest with you, um, I have a quite balanced uh, life, thanks God. I know I learned to be more balanced in my life. You know, when you had kids at the beginning, you, 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 you forget that you need also to take care of yourself. And then you realize that no, it's time for me to take care of myself, to be even a better mom. Especially since you mentioned that you experienced postpartum depression. Oh yes, a I lot, mean. a lot. But you know, I went, I do believe that even for my moms today, I told, I tell them, please, we need to heal from our trauma. You know, we don't have to, um, so, so many mother, they, for example, they had a really bad experience with the first baby and project all the trauma on the second baby. Right. You know, it's all about healing from traumas. You know, I do believe that we need to dig in our subconscious mind to really work on having, you know, uh, removing negative thoughts and download positive thoughts. So it's all about healing. So I work a lot on my healing. You know, I, I do also yoga, Pilates. Okay. Excellent uh, ways <laughs> to practice self-care, to be honest. Meditation. I'm in love with meditation. So this also helped me, you know, to, to keep on with like bring me more, like like peace of mind, more peaceful, more positive. And when it comes to motherhoods and parenthoods, as you know, it's lots full of challenges every day, you know. And we are here to here to learn. You know, my, it's never like all pink and beautiful every day, you know. Absolutely. I mean, each stage has its challenges. Exactly. Uh, and it starts with pregnancy. Pregnancy, you have nine months of basically challenges and milestones that you reach and then delivery and the first year has its own challenges and it only basically develops from there on. I feel like I've received the question of which age group is the most difficult and there's literally no answer to that. I mean, can you relate? What oh, would no, you say? 100%. I think each age is 
like is like challenging, of and course. we learn something from each like uh, age. I have a ten and eight, uh, ten and seven years old a boy and a, and a daughter. They are completely different, completely. And I do believe that they are also here to make me grow and change. I learn a lot of skills being a mom, <laughs> being a better negotiator, mm. being patient and calm when it's really challenging to be patient and calm. Uh, like acknowledge their feelings and emotions, you know. Um, it's all about learning, learning through all the challenges. But I do believe, you know, as a mom, if I want to give a tip to a mom and tell her, you need to take care of yourself. Because it's not just when you are a new mom, it's not, when you have a new baby, sorry, it's not just that your baby is born, it's also a new mom that is born today. Okay, so self-care is a must. It's very difficult, actually, to make the discrepancy between, let's say, Sulaf mm -hmm. on her own, Sulaf the wife, mm -hmm. Sulaf the mom, Sulaf the IB, uh, CLC consultant yeah. and food scientist. And I think that that's one of the big struggles that most moms uh, experience. When can I be just Sulaf, not Sulaf the mom? Exactly. Say. So it's all about self-care, having my me time. Okay? It's normal that sometimes we don't want to be always surrounded by our kids and hear mama, mama, mama all the time, you know. So I do, I make sure that I have at least one hour per day of me time, to be honest with you. It started early morning Good. with my me time between my running because I started to run, you know, also. So I was not able That's to run nice. one kilometer before, though no, now I'm running much more. So I'm proud of myself. Wonderful. Yeah. And uh, lots of like me time and it, it, do, like, it doesn't have to be like at the same time every day, but my message today is at least one hour here and there. Carve half it out an hour. when exactly, you can. Exactly, 100%. And for the moms who just gave birth, like being surrounded by people who support her, so to be able for her to take at least 10, 15 minutes of not to breathe, to take a shower, even to go to the toilet. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. So, for some reason, Every time a mother wants to go to the bathroom, yeah, baby, the kids want something. The babies, the kids. I mean, there's 100%. just. I don't know why it always happens. It's hilarious. Don't ask me. I don't know. <laughs> Doctor Sulaf, do you have one last message that you would like to share with our moms, our viewers that are going to be watching this episode or listening to our episode? What I wanted to say to my mom, to moms in general. So please, uh, your 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 kids doesn't need the perfect mom. You know, you will learn through all their challenges. You don't need to be perfect. You need to be what you are. Just follow your instinct and it will guide you. Thank you very much for giving us some time and for joining the show today. We're Welcome. very pleased so to have had all of this information. Very Thank valuable. You. Thank you. My pleasure. Mm -hmm.